Welcome to Golden Point Sports, your number one sports talk podcast. Now for your host, two guys who are killing the dad bod look, living out their faith, and talking sports, Robert Foster and Brad Winter. All right, guys, welcome to another week of Golden Point Sports. This week we have the Arthur of Ice Wars, the complete story of New York's greatest modern sports rivalry, and also a co-host of Locked on Isles, Mr. Gil Martin. Mr. Gil Martin, wel- welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate no, it. No problem. Uh, Mr. Gil, I, I know you're an author. You're, 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 you, you know, you're a big Isles fan. You, uh, you, know, you conduct the Isles, Locked on Isles podcast. Uh, can, we t- can you just tell the Golden Fallers a little bit more about yourself? Uh, yeah, I've uh, been doing the sports thing for about 20 years now. Uh, grew up here on Long Island and uh, just always been passionate about sports. Uh, wanted to do that for a living, started doing some writing for free and eventually, you know, got good enough to get paid for it. Uh, loved doing the podcast and, uh, you know, missing sports right now with all the things that are going on in this country, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I completely understand. And me and Robert have talked about even hoping that hockey gets back. Uh, we're mainly an NFL podcast, but we're about all sports, NBA, NHL, soccer, uh, you name it, we're talking about it. Uh, and we I'm are big all... Predators fans. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, oh, that's a good know. thing. I always like the Preds. Always like the Preds. Well, there you go. And then if I'm not mistaken, you guys have uh, our old coach, Barry Trotz, with you guys. Is that correct? That is correct. That yeah, there correct. you go. Okay, couldn't, get it, couldn't quite get it done in Nashville. It does it well with the Capitals and it moves on to the Islanders. Uh, you guys are – and also, if I remember correctly, you guys are moving into a new arena, correct? Yeah, uh, that – if things continue to go on schedule, that'll be for 2021-2022. Yeah. Okay. And then that's out in a New Jersey suburb, like Long Island or New Jersey? Uh, right it's right near, right near Belmont Park on the border between Nassau County and Queens. Okay. All right, so not bad. So that'd be good. I may get a little bit more distance between the Rangers and Isles. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily need it. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, you, you're a New Yorker. You're born and raised in New York. Uh, what is your favorite place to eat in the Big Apple? Wow. Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, restaurants changing so much and now can't really go to them very easily. That's true. That's true. But uh, if I had to pick one place for one meal, there's a, a famous steakhouse in Brooklyn called Peter Luger's. Uh, very pricey, so I don't get to go there very often, but best steak I ever had. All right, so Perlugis, is that right? Peter Luger's, it's called. Peter Luger's, okay. All right, so if you're in New York City, go check it out. It's really good. Uh, I've been to New York just a few times, probably about four or five times. Um, I used to live in Philadelphia. Um, I grew up as a Flyers fan, actually. Uh, but, um, yeah, I can't remember. I've been to Carlos Bakery and a few other places, but nothing that really sticks out. I think I've been to Joe's Pizza, uh, where they shot nice. Sweaterman at. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, all right, uh, Mr. Martin, you've been to a lot of arenas and stadiums, I'm assuming, uh, just from working with the Owls and whatnot. Uh, what has been your favorite arena or stadium? Because I know you're, you're also a football fan as well. Have you ever been to? Ah, boy, I, I would have to say Lambeau Field just for the history of it and uh, the atmosphere there. Uh, Michigan Stadium would probably be up there as well. Uh, went to college there and nothing like the atmosphere there. Uh, the old Yankee Stadium is excellent. Uh, and I had some really great games at the Orange Bowl. But if I had to pick one, uh, I'd go with Lambeau Field. 
Nice. And Lambeau Field, of course, is, is a great place to go. It's surprisingly, uh, you know, uh, Lambeau, Green Bay itself, I've had a friend that uh, actually played arena football in the Green Bay area, and uh, he said it was a pretty small area. Um, and so I guess people don't realize, despite the history at Green Bay, at Lambeau Field, that Green Bay is actually a pretty small market team, uh, which is interesting. And so I always thought that was kind of very odd, but it's pretty cool. Lambeau, one of the places I've always wanted to go to. Um, and so, but anyway, Mr. Martin, you have probably watched many, many games in your lifetime, uh, but what has been your favorite game that you witnessed in person? Uh, there'd be two of them. Uh, I was at game six of the 1986 World Series when the ball went through Buckner's legs. And wow. uh, that was just an incredible, uh, incredible moment. And then uh, the other one, the game that I witnessed in person, uh, NFL playoffs, Chargers, Dolphins, double overtime, the Kellen Winslow game uh, down okay. at the Orange Bowl in uh, January of 1982. Wow. So you've been to some places. I definitely want, would love to go check out the Orange Bowl. Uh, that'd be really cool. Um, but, yeah, those games sound pretty awesome. And then seeing the ball go through Billy Buckner's legs, uh, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I'm assuming you're a Mets fan. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. I, I was hugging people. I didn't know who they were. It was just like <laughs> just went crazy when that happened. So, yeah, it was a, it was a great moment. Yeah, that is – that's pretty cool. And, and, I mean, I've seen that. I've seen the play over and over again. Uh, obviously, I, I wasn't quite alive during that time. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but seeing the play, I can't imagine what it would be like in person. That would be I would be pretty ecstatic as well. Um, and that might be one of my favorite things is hockey. It's like when there's a goal, you're just high fiving everybody around you. It doesn't matter who it is. You don't know who they yeah. are. Uh, but it, it's a lot of fun. And so those like uh, spur moments in sports have, have been probably one of my my favorite as far as seeing those in person. Um, and so. You know, you're, you're from New York. You, you say that the greatest modern sports rivalry is the Rangers and the Isles, but I know uh, on your Twitter, at least, uh, you've talked about other sports rivalries as well. So what, what is your favorite uh, New York rivalry besides Rangers and the Isles? You know, it, it, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, the Jets and the Giants play every four years, so that's not uh, a big rivalry. I mean, unless you count preseason. I mean, besides – Rangers and Islanders, I guess I'd have to go with Mets and Yankees, and that's only been since interleague play started. But uh, it's always a fun atmosphere, and I've been to a couple of games at uh, City Field during, uh, you know, Subway Series time. And, you know, the intensity, it, it tends to be mostly a friendly rivalry, unlike Rangers-Islanders, which sometimes used to boil over a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But uh, the atmosphere at either City Field or Yankee Stadium for a Mets-Yankees game is pretty darn great. That's pretty cool. And were you able to go to the Subway Series in 2000? I, I was not. I, I, I did not get a chance to go to that and uh, wish I could have, although I didn't particularly like the outcome. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can imagine for sure. And I don't know, it's just one of those things, you know, in New York City, like when you think of sports, like New York's one of the first cities that comes to mind. You have Madison Square Garden, uh, Yankee right. Stadium, City Field. You had, you know, the Rangers play Madison Square Garden as well. And you have the Isles, and, and they're going to have a new place in just a little bit. Uh, but there is, I mean, New York, you know, the New York, uh, was it the Giants uh, when they were still the baseball team back when they played the Polo Grounds? And then uh, you had the New York Giants now as a football team, the Jets. And so New York's just one of those mecca uh, for sports in general. And I think it's really cool that you get to live there and experience that on a daily uh, part of your life and so that's pretty neat 
Um, and so before we move on to hockey, and then when we get to hockey, I'll let Robert take over. You know, you have a you have a blog called the Sports History Guy, or really the History Guy, but you have so you go through different things. But we definitely want to focus on the sports thing here. Uh, what is your favorite mem- memory or moment in sports history? Uh, you know, to me, I, I would have to go with the ice bowl uh, back in uh, 1967. The Lombardi's Packers, you know, on that final drive, 13 degrees below zero, uh, 13 seconds left, Bart Starr sneaking the ball over against the Dallas Cowboys. So many Hall of Famers in that game. The weather conditions made it unique. Uh, No team has won three straight NFL champions before or since. And, uh, you know, the last win at Lambeau Field for Vince Lombardi as Packers coach. So, to me, that, that moment is just uh, hard to beat. That or maybe the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team winning. That was an incredible oh, yeah. moment as well. And good old Lake Class in New York. All right, well, I appreciate letting me be able to talk to you. And, and even though I felt like I was kind of over the place, I hope I did uh, Robert justice. But in saying that, Robert's about to take over right now and just kind of get into the, the hockey things. Well, Mr. Martin, uh, obviously you love hockey. When did you become a hockey fan? You know, I've been a hockey fan since I was five years old. And uh, the very first NHL game that I went to was the last home game of the Islanders' first season in the NHL. They played the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, The French Connection line was big for Buffalo. Sabres dominated that game, but the score was uh, 3-2 to or 4-2 to in favor of Buffalo because the Islanders' goalie, uh, Jerry Desjardins, stood on his head, kept them in the game. But uh, been a hockey fan almost as long as I can remember. Oh wow! Yeah, I my dad worked for the stadium in Philadelphia, so when I was younger, I got to go to a lot of Flyers games and then their uh, minor league associate, the Phantoms. So since then, I've I'm not very good at hockey. In fact, I'm not very good on ice skates, but I do enjoy watching a hockey game, uh, especially when they're when they're on actually playing. And so uh, in saying that, you know, they're not playing right now. Uh, we're trying to figure out how it's going to work, uh, when they're going to get started. They're going through the phases of getting back in the buildings. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the current NHL situation? Uh, well, look, I'm cautiously optimistic that they'll be able to get started, hopefully on or about August 1st. Uh, you know, they have the informal workouts right now. They're shooting for July 10th uh, as far as formally opening up training camps. And obviously a lot of it is going to depend on safety and whether or not they can uh, safely open it up. But I, I think – Expanding the playoffs and having that extra play-in round, I think, is a, is a good plan if they can safely pull it off. And uh, just, it's going to be strange having hockey in August, but uh, heck, we didn't have hockey in uh, April or May, so why not, right? No, that's true, and I, I'm excited. I think most people are just excited to have sports back. Uh, I mean, even Robert and I talked about even NBA the other day on how, even though uh, it is August. Uh, you know, before we get an NBA or even July, it's just nice to have sports because we haven't had them for so long. And so that's pretty cool. All right. So, um, so you've talked about uh, what's your current thoughts on the NHL situation. Um, you know, the playoff schedule, are you excited about that? And do you have a favorite to win? Uh, at the, Isle, the Isles are on there, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I don't know. You might be a little biased, but, I mean, uh, and that's okay. But do you have a favorite to win? Uh, if I had to pick one team right now, I, I'd go with Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I think they're talented, they're deep, 
They've got experience. They want a little revenge because they got upset in the first round last year after having uh, the best record in the league. So uh, if I had to go with one team, i go with the Bolts. But, you know, with this layoff and everything, it's going to be tough to figure out who's, who's healthy, who's going to have the momentum, who's going to react best to these, you know, games with no fans, games in neutral sites. It, it's going to be a very different kind of a situation. I, I completely agree. Uh, and uh, Brad was saying earlier that we're both Preds fans. And, you know, the Preds, they were, uh, you know, at the, end of the, at the end of what was the regular season, they were, you know, kind of on the uptick. But uh, in a way, I, I think that, uh, you know, they, they, they were probably going to make the playoffs. But, you know, this definitely helped uh, them make, for sure, make the playoffs. And so I'm hoping that they have a good showing. But, uh, but yeah, I we haven't really got into who we have as favorites to win yet uh, for Brad and I, uh, but I could, I could see the lightning for sure. Uh, I think that they have a great chance to, to win it all. Um, all right. So let's, let's highlight some of your time on the lock on aisles podcast. Uh, you know, why should the listeners tune in and uh, what's, uh, what's maybe your best interview to date? Oh boy. I, I, I've had a few. I mean, to me, I, I like to give, uh, a little bit more of the why perspective. Uh, you know, when they are playing games, I'm not just going to sit here and say the score was three to two. I'm going to tell you why they won, why they lost, what the turning point was, what they could have done differently. Um, I also have a, a, a strong sense of history. Uh, during the season, I have, you know, this Dayton Islanders history. Now that we're into June, I'm doing, uh, you know, Islanders birthday of the day. Uh, and I'll go back and highlight big games, big moments, uh, highlights for the player like now whose birthday it is. So that, that's always, you know, fun stuff. And, and to me, you know, I like to interact with the fans, whether it's by email or if they uh, tweet at me. And just, you know, talk about the things that we love, our shared passion uh, for hockey, for the New York Islanders. And to me, you know, that's always uh, great stuff. Uh, I just can't get enough. So if you're out there and you are and you're wanting to find something, uh, you're wanting to find more to that talks about not only the New York Islanders but as well as just hockey. Locked on Isles podcast is where to go uh, for that. All right, so let's also talk about your books, Gil. Let's uh, the Ice Wars: The Complete Story of New York's Greatest Modern Sports Bribery. Um, uh, first of all, the title sounds very interesting and it are, it already catches my eye, but what's it about, you know, how long did it take you to write? Where can our listeners go to buy it? And, you know, just took me about that. five years from beginning to end to write. I, I did more than 50 interviews with former players, coaches, uh, beat writers, broadcasters, uh, you know, spoke to a whole bunch of Hall of Famers, and, and that was exciting. You know, uh, Mike Bossy, Brian Trottier, Emil Francis, Brad Park, Ed Jockerman, uh, Rod Gilbert, you know, so many different players uh, from both teams. And, it, you know, the fun part was that, you know, just the, the, the rivalry was always so intense on the ice, but off the ice, these players really had a lot of respect for one another. And that was really nice to hear. And maybe that's a little different now when I was, you know, compiling the book a few years ago, rather than it was back in the seventies and eighties when these guys were on the ice. But 
the book really covers uh, the rivalry from the very first preseason game in 1972 all the way up to the modern era. And it really covers the history of both teams for each season uh, throughout. So for each year, I have a summary of each team's season. I have a player profile for, you know, a player who was a standout during that year for each team. And then I have the story of each of the games with quotes and memories that the players shared. So it's sort of like almost an encyclopedia of the history of this rivalry. And it was a lot of fun to put together. And, you know, for me, a real labor of love. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, uh, that, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I, I think, uh, see, I would assume that you spent a lot of time on that. Uh, you know, what, um, I guess, I guess my question would be, has it, has it made you want to do more books? Like, have you done more books? Has it made you, you know, want to write about other teams and other sports rivalries such as, uh, maybe such as like the, uh, Jets and Giants or, uh, you know, others and such. There, there are a lot of things that I'm thinking about as far as, you know, my next project. And yeah, that uh, all, all other books are definitely a, a real possibility. Uh, you asked, you know, before where it was available. Amazon is the, probably the best place, barnesandnoble.com also. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it was really a labor of love. And, and I really do enjoy writing books because, you know, you, you pick a topic you really like, you spend a lot of time researching it, you speak to the people who are involved in, in whatever event it is. And, you know, it, it's funny, I, I've covered sports for, you know, more than 10 years now, and I'm not awed anymore by interviewing athletes. You know, I've interviewed uh, John Tavares and Alex Ovechkin and, and you know, so many players, uh, great near great and guys from the past but still when I interview guys who I was a fan of as a little kid that's when I almost like become a little kid again you know and and it's like all of a sudden I'm a fan again and I got to put my journalist hat back on and try to try to stay uh you know fair and neutral and and ask the right questions and not try not to become a fanboy you know <laughs> it's like I, I understand completely I think uh uh, well, I don't understand completely yet, but I think from a, you know, of, of, you know, we've had some guys come on that, that we've interviewed that um, have been a part of our favorite teams. And I think that, you know, we, uh, you know, we have to look at it like, you know, we got to, we have to, you know, try not to be as much of a fanboy of them, I guess. Uh, and so, and try to be, you know, try to show the same amount of respect and everything to everybody else. And, uh, and you know it's always it's always it's always fun though you know it, it's still uh, you know it's still really fun to have uh, whether it's somebody that we uh, have grown up watching or not. Um, well, Gil, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you're our first hockey guy, and that is uh, very appreciative. I'm gonna let Brad ask the final question and then close this out. So, Gil, again. Uh... You know, we do appreciate you coming on, and, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not, you know, I haven't been up in Philadelphia area in a while, and so just listening about New York and the northeastern uh, part of the country and just their sports team, it's been kind of fun and enjoyable. And so, you know, you are someone who writes books. You do a podcast. You're able to interview 
uh, big name players like Ovechkin and, and others. Uh, what advice do you have for those listening who have a passion for sports history and kind of want to make it a career? I, I guess the, the best advice is uh, a couple of things. First of all, you know, do what you love because if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work, even though it is work, you know. Uh, but the other thing is um, start writing for free. There are plenty of websites that will give you that opportunity. Make sure you get your work, you know, read, reviewed, edited, and learn. And if you work at a website that doesn't necessarily pay you right away, you do that for a few months, maybe up to a year, you get a portfolio together, then you could start looking for, for jobs that uh, might pay you a few dollars to write. And then, you know, as you get better at it, you can maybe start thinking about writing a book and, and your name out there. Yeah, that's really neat. And I, I think that sometimes it's hard to realize. Sometimes uh, you got to do the grunt work, like writing for free uh, to get your name out there. And, and you're doing a great job of what you're doing. And uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out his book, again, it's called Ice Wars, uh, The Complete Story of New York's Greatest Modern Sports Rivalry. Uh, check out Mr. Martin on a Lots on Isles podcast. Even if you're not an Isles fan, I think you'll enjoy it. You'll have some fun with it. Uh, and Mr. Martin, thanks again for coming on, sir. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. A real pleasure. And uh, anytime, guys, anytime. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. You can find us on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and more. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you thought in your comments and go rate us and give us reviews on any other podcast site you listen to. Again, thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode.